It's the beginning of a new year and everyone's beginning to look forward and maybe more so than ever before, especially since we are leaving behind 2020. And I know everyone wants to officially leave behind that year, but I'd like us to stay there for just a little bit longer. I'd like us to work through something individually and collectively as a church. We need to go back and look into 2020 in order to go forward into 2021 appropriately. Now, in order to do so, I need to lay the foundation for our exercise with a story from the Old Testament. It comes to us in 1 Samuel chapter 4. And it's a time in biblical history when Israel is at war with surrounding people. 1 Samuel chapter 4, verse 1. Now Israel went out to battle against the Philistines. They encamped at Ebenezer, and the Philistines encamped at Aphek. The Philistines drew up a line against Israel, and the battle spread. Israel was defeated before the Philistines, who killed about 4,000 men on the field of battle. And when the people came to the camp, the elders of Israel said, Why has the Lord defeated us today before the Philistines? Now two important notes. First, they lose at a location called Ebenezer. And Ebenezer is a transliteration of a Hebrew word, Eben Ha'ezer. And it literally means stone of help or helper stone. Eben means stone and Ezer means help. Interesting, uh, Eve in the garden is called an Ezer. She is a help. So Ebenezer means helper stone or stone of help. This will be important for later. The second important note is that Israel loses and they lose badly. 4,000 men are defeated. That's 4,000 families that are forever changed. So it's really, really bad news. Because of this, they devise a plan for step two. It says in chapter four, verse four, let us bring the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord here from Shiloh, that it may come among us and save us from the power of our enemies. So the people sent to Shiloh and brought from there the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord of Hosts, who is enthroned on the cherubim. And the two sons of Eli, Hophni and Phinehas, were there with the Ark of the Covenant of God. Now, the idea is this. We lost in battle. We were slaughtered. We were defeated. But let's go get the Ark because the Ark is the place where God dwells. It's his throne. It's his throne room. It's the seat. It's his footstool. So we can win if we go and get God here to back us up. But what happens next is, is terribly tragic. It says this after they bring the ark. So they fought the Philistines and Israel was defeated and they fled every man to his home. And there was a great slaughter for 30,000 foot soldiers of Israel fell. And the ark of God was captured and the two sons of Eli, Hophni and Phinehas, died. This is tragedy after tragedy. In the first battle, they lose 4,000 men. Now in this battle, they lose 30,000. And the priest Eli has his two sons killed in this battle. The story goes on. The two sons who died, their father is a priest named Eli. And he's sitting kind of on the edge of his seat, waiting for someone to give him news of the battle. And the messenger comes with the horrible, tragic news. Both his sons have died in this battle. Now, the text is specific with details here. It says that Eli is an old man and heavy. 
He's heavy and old, specifically 98 years old. And those are important details for what the Bible says next. It says, upon hearing the news, in grief, he falls backwards in his chair and he slams back and breaks his neck and he dies. So it's just tragic news after tragic news. But if that's not enough, this story gets even worse. 1 Samuel 4.19 Now his daughter-in-law, the wife of Phinehas, was pregnant, about to give birth. And when she heard the news that the ark of God was captured and that her father-in-law and her husband were dead, she bowed and gave birth, for her pains came upon her. And about the time of her death, the woman attending her said to her, Do not be afraid, you have borne a son. But she did not answer or pay attention. And she named the child Ichabod, saying, The glory has departed from Israel, because the ark of God has been captured, and because of her father-in-law and her husband. And she said, The glory has departed from Israel, for the ark has been captured. This is the biblical author's way of saying this is the worst of the worst. Israel has lost battle after battle. The priest Eli has died. His two sons have died. And now a woman in childbirth has died. She names the child Ichabod. This is an important Hebrew word. It comes from chavod. And chavod means glory. And oftentimes in scripture, and in this case it is, it's referring to the presence, the glory of God. And so when she says ichavod, She's saying the glory has left. God has departed. He's no longer here. This is a tragic story. God has left the building. God has left Israel. What hope can possibly remain? Now, what's incredibly important at this point is what the Bible highlights. The Bible does not draw attention to the fact that Israel's military power is inferior to that of the Philistines. What the Bible highlights is the spiritual condition of Israel. In other words, it's not just a physical problem that Israel is in. It's a spiritual issue. And so God sends Samuel the prophet to lead them in repentance. It says in chapter 7, Then Samuel said, Gather all Israel at Mizpah, and I will pray to the Lord for you. So they gathered at Mizpah and drew water and poured it out before the Lord and fasted on that day and said there, We have sinned against the Lord. And Samuel judged the people of Israel. Now, subsequent to this, Israel is attacked again. But this time, the text records this. But the Lord thundered with a mighty sound that day against the Philistines and threw them into confusion, and they were defeated before Israel. And this gets us back to where we first started and to the exercise I said we needed to do. The text ends by saying, then Samuel took a stone and set it up between Mizpah and Shen and called its name Ebenezer, for he said, till now the Lord has helped us. Now remember, it began with the Israelites losing a battle at a place called Ebenezer. But now Samuel says, this place is called Ebenezer, for in this place, God has been our help. He is our rock. He is our stone. And this is where we get the English word Ebenezer. It is a physical monument meant to draw your memories back to the faithfulness of God. So whenever the Israelites would walk by and see a giant rock or a pile of stones, they would have that physical symbol reminding them of how God delivered them. And likewise, we, we can build up a pile of stones and call back to God's faithfulness. Now, I know um, 2020 was difficult 
I'm a pastor, so I've heard the stories. And for me personally, it's the hardest year of ministry by far. But even in the midst of all of that, of all the bad that there's been, God has still been good. The moon has remained round. And so the Christian is someone who not only is able to see God's goodness when things are perfect, but they're able to see God's blessing in the storm. Even if you are sick, even if you are broke, even if you're in the hospital, even if you can't pay your bills, God is still good. Even if Jesus were to never do anything else for me, even if Jesus were to never do anything else for you, if the year is filled with nothing but bad and it seems as if there's nothing good, at the end of the day, I still have this. While I was a sinner, Christ died for me. And that's good enough to give him honor and glory and praise. And so I want to close with this exercise. Here we raise our Ebenezer. The Bible says in 1 Thessalonians 5.18 that we are to give thanks in all circumstances for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus. So I want to take a time now individually and corporately as a church to look back at 22 and remember God's faithfulness. It's like each rock is a symbol of a blessing. And for me personally, I have so much to be grateful for, even though it was a difficult year. I thank God for my family, my wife, my kids. I thank God for my friends. I thank God for this church and the incredible faithfulness of this church. So even though it was a difficult year of ministry for me personally, I have much reason to rejoice and to give thanks. And so I know what I'm asking you. For some of you, it was a loss, a year of great loss. But we also have a God who is faithful to us and is always consistently good. So what I'd like us to do is close with this exercise. We're going to take a few minutes and look back on 2020 and think back to the times of blessing. Think back to times of God's faithfulness. Give him thanks. Articulate in your mind specific things that you are grateful for. Recall and remember God's faithfulness. And even if you're sitting there and you're going, Isaac, I can't think of anything. Let me tell you the one thing you need to focus on in this moment. While we were sinners, Christ died for us. So take some moments, remember and recall the goodness of your God in 2020.